Well, welcome to another podcast here at Crossroads 98, Crossroads Community Church here in Sullivan, Indiana. And uh, we are, we are, we're still here. We're not blown away by the wonderful, uh, blustery, Winnie Pooh type day. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Here in March, this is a Wednesday. And uh, I can close my eyes and see those. Ohio Valley gas flags fluttering in this breeze on Washington Street. There it is. They are out there. They're out there? (laughs) Flapping in all their glory. And our brother, the face of Ohio Valley gas, did a fine job giving his daughter away last Saturday Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. a lot less tears than I had imagined. Well, he, uh, the, the, the word is, is that those tears, majority of those tears were shed. Already shed. Uh, Prior to he would down not the look aisle. at you and I as he walked down the aisle. We were close. This is true. I could have reached out and touched him. This but is he, true. He, he avoided the gaze. Yeah, there was there was reason. He uh, <laughs> he knew that there might be a tough go for himself uh, if he happened to see his pastor. His pastor's there. So anyway, um, anyhow, it is breezy. That is for it sure. Is. It's uh, and as as uh, as our pastor said as he entered into. Uh, my office there before we got going, he said this is, it would be a great day to fly a kite. Exactly. And, uh, I would say that if you are about to do that, you might as well just really make sure that you're holding on because that might kite might get oh, away from you. exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. It is uh, nice in weather, though. We've had some, some uh, turn of the weather in a very nice way. I mean, just think about that. Oh, was it less than three weeks ago, or maybe it was right on three on. three weeks yeah. ago? We had, had that all of that on. snow, and it was not uh, as warm. That's for sure. It got it got quite cold um, during that whole time frame. So to be putting yeah. putting us on this side of things and looking forward to spring, and here's something that we need to make sure is uh, being time. pronounced. Yeah. You need to make sure that everybody realizes that you spring forward this weekend. Yep. So make sure you set your clocks ahead one full hour on uh, Saturday night, rather, and, and um, before you go to bed, so that you're here on at church on time. And uh, or if you're watching online, you know, being able to click on the correct yep. time frame for that. Yeah. So, um, but we are we're, we've been uh, gleefully happy about. Uh, the amount of people that are continuing to show up and, and coming back and seeing their faces. Uh, for sure. You know, of course, you know the masked masked faces, but we know who you are. You're in. You're here, and uh, we're so glad to continue to see that those numbers uh, rise. Oh, that is and correct. We're glad that you're here, and we're glad you're coming. So, thanks for trusting us mm. with keeping things clean. Thanks for trusting uh, the process, and thanks for just wanting to to come back together as a community well and hopefully one of these days uh, uh we're gonna bring donuts and coffee back yep yep looking uh, forward to that i don't, I don't know shouldn't be too much further but how the donuts will taste with hand sanitizer on them <laughs> but i think if we could if you can cut through that to get to the 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 sugar part you'll be all right yeah there we go yeah, i think we got some ideas that we're we're, we're brewing and and hopefully we'll um uh, be able to get those uh, dished out here pretty soon. It'd be fun, and uh, at least if anything, uh, hand up, hand off cof- uh, cups of coffee. Right. Um, 
And I think that would be a, I don't see why we couldn't be doing that here pretty soon, but we're going to be getting with uh, the staff here. We'll be talking about the logistics about that. But yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that and some other things, of course, as we are moving yep. forward. And um, so we, we do hope and pray that you guys are, are well um, and that uh, uh, your families are well physically and uh, mentally. And we know that it's not just uh, going away, uh, this whole uh, COVID, but it is a process in which we are continuing to work with and over and, and through. And uh, we just want to pray over you for sure. That the that this whole process will um, will be one that we come out on the other side of it, yeah. with being stronger in a lot of ways. Hope. So Amen. that's our hope yeah. for everyone as we keep on trusting the Lord, and uh, depending upon His yeah. ways and the yeah. values that He sets for us. So yeah. Well, I think uh, without saying much more, I think we could probably get right into it. But yeah. uh, you got anything else before we? No, I was just gonna wait for you to pray. All right. Well, let's do that, <laughs> and we'll get right to it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. And, and, it, and the way that you do is beyond human understanding. It's, um, it's lavished. It's, lo- it's, it's poured out. Your grace is the reason why we're able to, to come before you. Um, that grace by which we stand. And um, Lord, thank you for Jesus. We are during the Lent, uh, Lenten season and we are looking forward to this uh, this Easter that's coming up to be once again reminded of the sacrifice that our Lord Jesus has given to us and uh, for us and and uh, and we just pray, Lord, that our hearts will be right before you, and that uh, as I had. Uh, spoken before uh, this prayer that Lord the the families as they're going in and out and through this time of of this pandemic that that they will continue to pour their trust into you that they'll they'll process things through your scriptures and through your word and and govern their lives by what uh, you have had uh, put in front of us uh, through your scriptures, through uh, the teaching. And uh, Lord, we just pray that your will will be done in each of us. And I pray for the physical matters um, in each but each everyone's family. Uh, Lord, I pray that we will continue to see that outpouring of healing um, by your hand. And I pray that they, that as we all trust that you will continue to work on us and, and help our family members and uh, mentally and everything, Lord, we just, we pour it out to you now and ask for a covering in Jesus' precious and powerful name. And we pray all these things now over this podcast in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, Sam, Brother Sam, Bishop Bishop Lewis. Yeah, he uh, did a like fine to, job. Yes, he did. And uh, we're going to be discussing... That's uh, what his sermon was about. He just... Johnny Nash himself. Yeah, that's uh, that's what uh, brother brother Sam he's he's he started out talking that's about it. that. That's it. He's exactly right. He says, "Well, do you want me to sing it? Do you know it? Do you want me to sing it? <laughs> do I have to sing it?" Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. So, yeah, that was good. Yeah. But that's what that's a good point. It, uh, 
That was good. I'm, I'm, you come, came prepared with that, Pastor. I appreciate yeah, that. Well, and Mark 8, uh, 22 through 26 was his text, you know. and uh, I, I liked what he, I, he, had, he had a lot of good stuff to say. He said, are you hanging with people that let you slide instead of getting helping you get better in Jesus? That's... That was a. That's the whole point of accountability and yeah. how iron sharpens iron. Is right. that um, scripture? What is that in Proverbs? Maybe, but uh, that's what it, it talks to. So Jesus took um, the blind man out, out of uh, a faithless place. Said he led him out before he healed him there. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get him out by himself, and I think you know the he was well. And the point Sam was making to us, are we willing to go to a place of seclusion uh, to get what we need from Jesus? Mm-hmm. To get away to get away from maybe some things in our life that shouldn't be there is to come away from that. Yeah, uh, to, to uh, separate ourselves yeah. uh, in, in a sense. And sometimes uh, uh, you know, get, get us away from recognizing that uh, oh. we, got, we have some toxic... Things around us—it doesn't feel like toxic, toxicity maybe, but but maybe it's just enough to where it's become we've been com, com, complacent, yeah. and in that faith walk and understanding. Yeah, that's a great. It was a great point. And and you know, and then he's he's talking about spit. That spit's kind of nasty, but sometimes God puts us in a nasty place to to be able to see God. You know, mm-hmm. uh, can to to help him to focus. Can you see Jesus right now? I said. Evidently, I'm, I, I love the point that he made that I never thought about, that this blind man wasn't always blind right? because he knew what trees looked like. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, that was. Uh, and I, I believe the, the scripture passage that we're talking about is in Mark, right? Mark yeah, 8. Yeah, 8, 22 through 26. Yeah, there we go. So, you know, in that scripture passage um, that, that he was talking about, he was saying, that I see the people walking around. As if they as looked trees. like trees, yeah. they, you know, to him, he couldn't see the clarity of them, and um, and that's what that was. What Sam was mentioning that this guy's past, whether whether you know back then they referred to maybe it was sin that caused it or the the whatever has yeah. happened to him, right? Yeah, but has caused him to be blind, and he, he referenced that off of that, saying that Jesus brought him to a point. Where he was beginning to understand and see clearly in his yeah. life, and, and uh, yeah, I know. And Sam said that we don't always want to see what God shows us. <laughs> right. Sometimes we're at a place of denial. He he wants us to focus and look, you know, not to get comfortable in that fact, but because uh, if you get comfortable, we lose focus off Christ. And then we ask. Hopefully, we ask the question, Lord, what do you want me to see? Hmm. You know, he didn't answer my question where he got such a pretty wife either. So he didn't, <laughs> him and I give each other, yeah, Sam, each other a hard time about that. What he say? What Sam, he, Sam, well, Sam brought Sam brought his family, uh, part of his family, uh, his wife and two children, and uh, and that's what Eddie was referring to there. Uh, that that yeah, I can't remember what he said. He said I'll text that to you later or tell you later <laughs> or something. He, he, well, later he never texted me. Yeah, well, see that's so it. That's he the, just that's he put it all there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a fine woman. I, I enjoyed talking to her. I was glad to meet her. Yeah, oh. and uh, and sh- they are going to have another child. So. Yeah, 
Hopefully yep. it's a boy, they said. The girls even wanted a boy, which surprised me. They've got an older boy right now. Yeah. Is that right? He's yeah. a teen. And they got a three-year-old girl that runs the world, they said. Oh, I see. Much. Yes. Yeah. Now, she is definitely in charge. Yeah. I can't wait to meet her. So, <laughs> anyhow, that, and then that's a question that we should ask every day. Uh, you know, Lord, what he wants to see today. We talked about that a little bit in men's group this morning as far as being focused and doing and, and what Jesus wants us to do. And uh, the lesson was on, get away from this a little bit, maybe it, it, it ties in, but the lesson was in Isaiah where God kept saying, why do you keep rebelling so I have to punish you? Mm. Why yeah. do you... And we talked a little different, and, it, and uh, we lose focus is why. <laughs> and uh, Peter uh, made a great point this morning. He said that um, back in the Old Testament it was pretty much punishment, but as you trans, as we transfer ourselves into the New Testament, uh, that word pretty much turns into discipline. <laughs> he punished the children of Israel. He disciplines us. There's a difference, and he does it because he loves us. He done it to them because he wanted them to bring them back to himself. But right. in the New Testament, it seems that if we are in Christ, he he chastises us to keep us from making worse mistakes and having to live with those consequences. You know. Right. But, it, but here's the here here is is point is we've got to stay focused on Christ. That's by far that was the message that Sam was preaching, and that's the message that I got out of that. And. It's the message that uh, we need to live every day. Right. And, and I think that that a big part of seeing clearly and in, in, in becoming into focus is our transparency. Right? Our transparency with, with our Father. Um, recognizing, and this is what we've been talking about uh, a little bit, of, even up to this point, but just to clarify, uh, that transparency that brings out those things that maybe we have just become numb to or that we've that we've put a cover over or that we that we don't like to visit but if if we're then transparent with him even on a daily basis and saying father uh search my heart right that's the scriptures uh talk about that right yeah. they they says you know david says see if uh, there's any that's right. wicked way or that's right in me that's right and Psalm and 51. continue to work in me so that i will become um, that I that I will reflect more of the image that you have placed on my life, so that I look more like Jesus than and less like Steve. That I become a representation of of what you want me to be like in attitude, thought, and deed, and also listening to the Holy Spirit. And as Jesus Christ did, as as he poured out his heart to the Father and would would be directed right. And so we know that the Trinity has been. Um, uh, since since the beginning of time, um, and so in this process of of working through our personal lives and our goal, uh, well, I say our goal, God's work in us. That transparency is huge for us to see clearly. Yeah, exactly. And for us to focus in on what He would desires and not and and less than what we desire. Um, and what He desires from us is obedience and praise. Yeah. You know, that song by I don't know who sang it was it maybe it was the Imperials that God inhabits. That's it. Yeah, that's praise. the Imperials. Yeah. Well, we just listened to it. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, yeah, that's that's the song. That song. Yep. So and, uh, those those that are listening that are 
that are in the uh, uh, a different time different time, time period, period of, of those uh, those that Christian uh, music or Christian that, rock and roll that dates me that's for sure. Well, it, it's I love that music. I come back to it because it has so much value. That song there. Um, I, isn't that the one uh, that says, uh, Now Satan is a liar, and he wants to make yeah, us I think, think so. that we are paupers when we know when he knows children himself. Of, we're children of yeah, the king. It. So lift up the mighty shield of faith, for the battle yeah, must be right. won. You know that Jesus Christ is risen, and the work's already yeah. done. Praise the Lord. That's, yeah, it. that's it. That's a fantastic song, great lyrics. Things like that, and you said it right there, are live to come into focus. We really do need to start with praise every day, every morning, being thankful for what God has done in our lives. He's done so much, and if we allow ourselves to come before His throne in obedience through praise, then He then is able to go and move well, and forward in each day. A lot of times, in each day, it's never practiced it. No, right? It's that acts prayer. That's first right. A's adoration. That's it. It's amazing when you get with people to pray and say, "Now, for this first part of this prayer, all we're going to do is adore Him. We're we're not going to confess. We're not going to thank Him. We're not going to ask for His answers to our prayers, which is supplication. We're all we're going to do is adore Him. You know, mm -hmm. Father, You're wonderful. You're glorious. You 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 you're full of love, and mm -hmm. you're just pouring your praise back yes. out to him and sometimes that's hard to do because we're used to going right to supplication usually mm -hmm. or if we're really guilty we confess and then we go you know thank you lord for taking this sin for me now here's what i want from you you know that kind right. of thing you know um yeah if if you've never done that before that acts prayer it's adoration it's confession it's thanksgiving it's supplication which is supplication is asking for your needs and for the needs of others oh it's a great model uh, to follow that's right in prayer yeah that's very good so going into this next message i appreciate brother sam coming and being a part of uh, our worship service and like i said he done a done a wonderful job this message is continuing on and he talked about faith so it kind of fit right in uh and we're in the series faith the key to survival um the title of this message is can faith be found at your house you know i, st I start talking uh, really that's where the real you lives we, we can put on a different face or a mask and a facade when we go out, but people that live with you, they, they know, they see the real you. And mm -hmm. I always go back to my premise in life that uh, we all have a, a Jekyll Hyde personality and the monster lives at home. Mm -hmm. Be because you think back in your life, what you've seen at home that from maybe your parents or even out of yourself now, you, you say maybe and do things you wouldn't do in public. Right. That's the <laughs> so that that's the point. It, it was like Maurice Sendek's children's book, where the wild things are. Mm -hmm. I think for many of us, that's that's where the wild things are. They're at our house. Yeah. We don't see that, <laughs> you know. But that that whole that that whole Jekyll and Hyde analogy makes sense to me, because um, Doctor Jekyll was nice and respected. He was a doctor. Everybody looked up to him. But then when he'd drink that potion and go out at night as Mr. Hyde the monster, that was a whole different that was a whole different ball game. Yeah. And and he didn't want anybody to know who that monster was. But 
uh, nonetheless, our spouses, uh, and we could tell the same thing about them as well, which I'm not going to go down that road. I'm smarter <laughs> than that. But nonetheless, uh, we've seen the monster. And that's funny when uh, couples are getting married. That's one of the questions I ask them at premarital counseling. Have you seen the monster? Mm-hmm. A lot of them have. Some of them haven't. I said, mm-hmm. well, it's there. You'll see it. The horns will come out, and and, uh, and that's... Uh, that, that is the way it'll be. But, you know, faith, faith is needed for family living and for dying, actually. Faith is meant to be an everyday companion, not a weekend guest. It, and it's in this context of the, of, uh, the family that um, our children uh, learn whether we really have faith or not. Mm. Yeah, you can put on all kinds of fronts at church, right. out in public, right. but at home, they know, and and I think that therein lies the problem sometimes with with parents that appear on the outside uh, to be people of faith, but they don't live like that at home, and that's a terrible contradiction for them children. Right. I think I think it, you know, I really do believe that, uh, and the question is, where can we be more exposed to the contagious? germs of faith and the answer is at home there's no place more riveted to reality than our home and then in Hebrews 11 uh, the writer gives us four glimpses into four homes and I'm not going to go into those details because I'm going to preach on Sunday but uh, the first one was Isaac's house and then into Jacob's yeah yeah it's Isaac's, it's Jacob's, it's Joseph, and it's Moses. Mm-hmm. He kind of peers into all of them to see their faith and how that impacted their family. And and I, and I talk about this. Did you or do you have a godly father or mother? If so, it's a rich heritage you should treasure. And for a, just for a moment in your mind, you reflect on that. Um, about the faith that you learned or didn't learn at home, you know, and I think that's a uh, that's a valid thing to do as we think about our parents and praise God if you had parents of faith, you know, that's a huge asset for us. And then we, then the last we uh, we go into Jacob's and then go into Moses's home. Um, and we talk about those that uh, have blessed us and what a heritage that is for us. Um, I remember in, in my family, we we went to church, so I was eight, and then uh, the Lord took my mom, and then we didn't go back, but my grandma uh, would pray for me, and I I was I didn't listen to her. <laughs> I, I regret that. I wish you'd have seen down the road, maybe one time when I or where I came to Christ and started following Christ, and uh, and then I, I found this 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 story. It's a third grader. We wrote about a grandma, his grandmother. I'll read a little bit of it. It's funny, I won't read the whole thing. He says, A grandmother's a lady who has no children of her own. She likes other people's little girls and boys. The grandfather is a man-grandmother. He goes for walks with the boys, and they talk about fishing and stuff like that. Grandmothers don't have to do anything except to be there. They're old, so they shouldn't play hard or run. It is enough if they drive us to the market where the pretend horse is and have lots of quarters. Of course, this is dated, but you remember them rocking horses used to be. Uh, I I like this paragraph, then I'm going to quit. Usually grandmothers are fat, but not too fat to tie your shoes. They wear glasses and funny underwear. They can take their teeth and gums off. (laughs) 
And then you know, then I go into Joseph's and then the, and then the Moses's. It, by faith, a husband and a wife conspired together against the oppressive fist of Pharaoh to save their son, and that was Moses's parents. Yeah. And they took him, put him in the bulrushes. And of course, another story in Matthew's Gospel, chapter two: a husband and wife, on instruction from an angel, took their baby to Egypt to save him from a maniacal king who wanted to kill him. Of course, that was Jesus. Yeah. Who saves us from who saves us from our sins, past, present, and future? And then I, I I go I ask, how about your house? Can faith in Jesus Christ be found in your house? Mm-hmm. You know we switch from these ancient homes to our neighborhoods, and we stop at our house and we take a peek through the keyhole of your door. What will we see? Right. I mean, and that's what God sees. That's what the Holy Spirit sees. You know. For faith to be served family style, nourishing generations to come, two things need to happen. First, we must think of our homes as training bases, not holding pens. And home should be a launching pad for the sending children into the world, not a storage facility for isolating them from it. Second, we must develop in our homes a contagious confidence in God, not a demoralizing determination to endure. The home should be the anvil upon which our faith is forged, not a vat of cold water where it is quenched. Hmm. So, truly home is the place where life makes up its mind. But what, but what it makes up its mind about is entirely up to you, and that's a pretty sobering responsibility for us parents. Yeah. Their view comes, a lot of it comes from home. You know, and I, I got a, something that I found that's pretty cool. It's it's a, from a guy named Bob Benson, and he writes about his house. He writes about the laughter and the walls. That, and then he goes through some of the things, and every family has a story. Uh, the positive and the negative, uh, you know, the happy and the sad and whatever. But the, it's like your walls soak that up. Mm-hmm. And the, the question is, what are the walls of your house soaking up in this day and age? from your family mm-hmm. and hopefully you know, the point is when he said when we get old my wife will sit around and listen to the laughter in the walls and I right. think that the same applies to faith that's right that it, it comes home and and, uh, and I think a good example of that Steve was last week when we had your son my grandson Josiah in here <laughs> he, that was a that was a an example yeah. of what that young man had soaked up over the years and he was just it was coming back out expressing it and that's the way it's supposed to be and that is definitely the hope isn't it I mean that's you know we there's there's decisions in our in our personal lives our individual lives rather and then as a as a couple as a family decisions to to say I am I am standing with Jesus and then that decision to say not only am I, am I doing that as I'm making a stand for Christ in my own life, but I am now seeing the benefit, and therefore, when I'm in my home, that that reflection and that ripple effect then is saying, I'm standing here. And that means anything that I need to, to do on the basis of an internal work, that as it continues to work in me, 
bring up the dross, right? And, and, and God's able to pull that off and say, I'm working to, to not um, create into, in you a robot, but to create in you one that is a loving example of the love that I've given to you. Well, and and as we've talked about last week as well, and I'm 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 reading two Erwin Lutzer books uh, at the same time. But the point is, as he's making, as we talked about, Michael did. We are living in Babylon, and we have to try to prepare our children when they leave our doors that they're ready for that that fight that's going to come at them because the the world flies in your face and it's not it's not getting easier it's getting more difficult Correct. for believers because uh, in school and from the world from media the, it's all antichrist as far as i'm concerned right. and the things that are being pushed upon us that we are expected to accept we can't accept them but we got to learn how to deal with it right. you got to face it head on in the power of the holy spirit and in christ we can't raise up and want to fight. That's where the church gets a bad name, that we're bigots and anti-this and anti-that. It's not that fact. It's just the fact that we believe the Word of God, and we're going to stand on it. Right. That's, yeah. that's the point. We are in a fight. The, right. Hey, we want to soft-soap that sometimes and say that we're not. But every day of our lives, we are in a fight for the souls of men and women and, and boys and girls. That's why we're on this earth. Mm -hmm. I like to ignore that sometimes, and, and you can't. I like to have fun. I, I want everybody to be happy and on and on and on, but that's it can't be that way. Yeah, we can have the joy of the Lord, but you know that's what we talked about this morning. It, when, when you are going against God and oh, the Holy Spirit and you're not obedient, you lose your joy, and, and church is is not what it used to be you don't you don't worship like you used to if that makes sense to you that's part of our chastisement i think is he takes our joy mm. and we're miserable till we mm. get back to where we need to be with him that's right so yeah we're we, we are definitely living in babylon and our families as we we work through the differences in our families um, you mentioned Josiah. Elijah is a different personality than Josiah, and Josiah is a different personality than Jude, and Jude's different than Elijah, and so on and so forth, right? And in that process of working through not only the scriptural basis or the or the foundation of of Christ in their lives, and and helping them understand and and the ground workings of working out their own salvation. And bringing them the, the the truth and helping them to understand those areas, then, is each stage of their life goes on. You're working with a vessel that God has created, talents and gifts and abilities, mm -hmm. and you're helping mold. You're helping design, but the mold of Elijah is most likely looks different, and, and it does than it does with Josiah. Although there's a similarity. In each one of them. So when you when you're hearing this from us today, folks, that you understand that as you're working with these wonderful gifts of God that are given to you, whether they're grandchildren or whether they're they're your children that are, that are being raised or they're you you're working with these these um, these precious uh, gifts and the and the and the and the chance to mold them a little bit. 
uh, with their personalities, but it looks different. It, it, mm-hmm. The way you do it in one doesn't always work with the other. Right. And so you have to adjust yourself and, and continue to let the Holy Spirit work on you because that's really where the fullness then comes through. Mm-hmm. And if one thing doesn't, don't buck up against that, and say, well, you know, you better be better, more like your sister. You yeah. better be go more like a brother, yeah. uh, or things like that. Because we, it, maybe it was right with that first one, uh, or maybe it, it went. There were some good things that went right with that first one, but is not going so good no. with the second one. You sense. need to readjust and and do it under the the leadership and the lordship of of the Holy Spirit and the, and the Lord. And and we find those in mentoring and through the scriptures and through the processes of saying lord i don't i don't have all the answers but you do you do that's so help right. guide me direct me and fulfill me through your my faith in you and that's what brings us back around yeah. to this very thing yeah can faith be found at your house i hope so i hope it's for all of our houses amen but one amen. of the things the 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 pressures of life when they hit at home, you you find out how strong or weak your faith is, and even if it's there at all. Yeah. You know, as talking about the children of Israel, when God sent all those prophets to them, telling them to straighten up, or they were going to be um, punished by another nation. Uh, they brought the Babylonians in for Judah and Benjamin. Uh, Ten thousand Israelites were taken from their homes, everything they loved walked 800 miles and was thrust into a foreign culture they didn't know the language they they really weren't you know the story of daniel they didn't really want to worship them mm-hmm. their god mm-hmm. of course they had their own gods right. and on and on i think we can grasp the enormity of that and here's the sad part i am sure they're out of that ten thousand that were marching almost every step of the way they probably cursed god mm-hmm. It's, they was, it's their fault. Yeah. It was their own doing. Right. But they, well, put, I know they did. Place, People place do blame. that today. Sure. People don't, aren't obedient. They don't listen to the Holy Spirit. And then when something comes on them, that's, a, that's the first finger they point at God. Well, mm-hmm. God, how, well, it's like that old joke about that guy who was on his house and that flood. Mm-hmm. What, he sent a boat and a helicopter and <laughs> finally drowned and showed up in heaven. God, why didn't you save me? He said, well, I sent all about three or four different people to help you. <laughs> but he thought God himself was going to come down right. and do something, but it didn't work that way. But, you know, anyhow, that's where we're at. That's right. Well, it's it's a good series, very good. And it, and um, it's been it's been great to, to see how God has worked through um, the special guests that have come in to to connect the Holy Spirit that has done that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't my call. I don't I don't tell people uh, what to bring to preach. All the all the process it's, and yeah. it's been super neat as I wrap up with uh, ditch class tonight. How that was even presented at the very beginning, kind of a prelude to that, and and how um, it, working through these very motions yeah. that we do have. Uh, and how it all connects with faith. And so God is doing a great thing. He's continuing to do it. Well, keep praying for us as staff and, and uh, your leadership that as we uh, lay everything before him for the future. And, you know, God, God has, is good. has brought some great folks into this family. But, uh, I, I love these people. I appreciate them. And mm-hmm. they continue to amaze me and some of the things that they say and what they brought to the table. And our... Our responsibility as leaders is to try to get them to be able to use that 
uh, to their full capacity and give them that opportunity. Right. So, right. All right, I'm going to pray, Steve. Okay. Lord, we love you. And uh, going back to Sam's message, Lord, I thank you for uh, your servant. And uh, he's obedient and he listens to your voice. And I just thank you for that message that he gave us about seeing clearly. And it's like in the morning we get up and wash our face and wipe our eyes out, and we need to do that spiritually as well. And we need to be, before we leave home, say, Lord, what do you want us to see today? What direction, what path, what, uh, what action, what word that you want us to speak? And, uh, and carry that out, Lord, without, uh, without any obstacles uh, or, or frustration. We should do it because we love you, and we're mm -hmm. thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, as we look forward to Sunday, um, the worship. I love the worship, Lord. I thank you for giving us freedom in that, that we can come and uh, worship the way that we see fit in our own hearts and lives. We're all different that way, but nonetheless, uh, you've created a uh, atmosphere of freedom here in you, and I'm thankful for that. And I thank you for Steve and the band and all they bring to the table, and the PowerPoint people, and everybody that uh, helps upstairs. And yes. Uh, is, is involved here. I'm thankful for them, Lord. I don't want them to ever feel like we're using them or take advantage of them. So I lift them up to you. And I pray for the message as well as we think about faith at our house. Uh, that's where the real metal hits the road. It's not, it's not out. It's not in this building, actually. It, uh, our faith is, is lived uh, in real life. <laughs> it's, real, mm -hmm. it's real time. And so I just pray for us as leaders, and I pray for parents as well, father and grandparents, that we are doing what we need to do to, uh, uh, to infuse your faith and your love uh, into our kids and grandkids. So we love you, God. We give you praise and glory, and we thank you for this day. We ask it in the precious name of Christ. Amen. 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 Well, thanks so much, Pastor, and uh, thank you, folks, for listening in uh, yet again uh, this week. We are... Always uh, grateful to be able to do this and send this out to you. Um, such a neat way to continue to think about the messages and to think about what's going to be coming up. So you can always pray um, um, for for the messages uh, and and the the, uh, the times that that whoever is speaking um, to go out to the masses. And there's a good uh, prayer factor over the top of those. Yeah. So it's it's a huge thing. We we covered those prayers as well. And thanks so much for joining in. And if there's any time that you uh, need a little bit more information or have questions or anything that you need to con converse with us on, uh, don't forget you can call us at the office, 812-268-0088. Well, until next time, we'll say goodbye for now. But uh, hopefully you can keep your hat on here today yep. during uh, this blustery wind. That is for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Bye-bye.